So it's Michael here from the Sea Change Business Podcast, a little podcast that we do where we talk to local business owners about the challenges, fun um, aspects, and uh, general business tips relating to running a business in a sea change town. Today I'm joined by Grant Warden, who has got a few pies. I don't think he's got enough fingers for them. So you're involved in a few businesses, Grant. So welcome yes. today. Thanks, Michael, for having me today. <laughs> so before we talk about um, a little bit about what you've done in the past, can you yes. share with the people that are listening, um, which, what businesses have you got going on at the moment? The ones you can talk about. Okay, so locally, I mean, you know, obviously if you are local, you've seen, seen my youth around. Um, we run a company and we're in the service business. We yep. run a company called um, Advanced Roofing. So we do everything from re-roofing gutters all the way through to roof restorations right. um, here locally. Um, offices based in the Yammy Industrial Estate. Mm -hmm. um, and then a business that I've been running for a number of years, um, which is, you know, which is quite exciting, um, is a company called Bondi Blue Eyewear. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, so I, sto I stock your um, some of your sunglasses in the bike shop. Yes, yes, yes. and they've they actually gone quite, gone quite, quite well yes, over like the last couple of months. So, yeah, so that's, that, that's currently, I mean, that... Um, as I said, that's where I have my my finger in, you know, you know, two pies at the moment. But um, yeah, that's that's where what we're, what we're well, currently there you doing. Go. So, so um, I ask all my guests to share a little bit about their backstory. Um, so, as any good superhero has, you, I'm sure you have quite an interesting backstory, which has led you to Yamba. So your yes, your, your well, accent doesn't sound as mine doesn't terribly Australian. Well, definitely not. <laughs> so, um, well, long story short, um, obviously originally from South Africa. Yep. Um, got thrown into the business world um, at the age of 18. Okay. Okay, so um, came over on a business visa, um, landed on the Gold Coast. Yep. Uh, operated a number of businesses on the Gold Coast. And how long ago was that? 2002. Okay. So. Yep. Came over on the February 2002 boat. Yep. Like I call, like, like we want to call it. But um, yeah, so operated a number of businesses. Um, actually st bought a public practice in, in Southport, a chartered accounting firm. So I, I did my Bachelor of Business major in accounting and finance. Yep. Um, and then from there, um, you know, put my hands in, in, in many pies. Well, it's a bit of a stretch from so, accounting to roof restoration. So... I'm, yes. I'm sure. That, tell me some of the steps that led that got you that far. Well, um, I actually f fell on on into the roof restoration game and started in 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 Brisbane. Started working for a company actually in Kabulcha. Mm -hmm. um, I needed to get my sales experience back um, because my passion passion is actually you know talking to people and, yeah. and and selling a product. So I responded to an ad in the local newspaper um, for a looking for a sales rep in in a company that was based in Kabulcha. Yeah. I was actually, I actually lived in, in Southside Brisbane. So yes. a bit of a hike. A bit a bit of a hike, yep. yeah. Um, you know, we had to go for regular sales meetings once once a week, not once a month. Yes. Um, so yeah, that that's that sort of created the the interest in in this in this industry for and me. So what sort that of retail were you ago. involved with before sales were you involved with before in, in South Africa? So Actually, I mean, as a, as a young youngster, I uh, used to work in a hardware store. So, okay. 
Um, thanks to a lovely gentleman called um, um, Warwick. It, it, the way you structured it, it was you've got a base, base wage and then you put us on very, very high commission. So yeah. it was very competitive on the floor. Yes. Um, so competitive that, you know, the guys at the front, front door were fighting for customers, <laughs> you know, upselling, cross-selling. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that sparked my interest in sales. Well, there you and, go. But during, during that time, you know, you know through getting my degree, et cetera, I've always imported product um, from the very beginning, from, yep. from actually 2003. So, yes. Um, and always, you know, kept sort of, you know, my sales skills up. Yeah. Um, you know, I did, I've picked up other product distribution rights along the way, um, you know, done selling at markets, which is, yep. which I enjoy, yep. you know, because you're allowed to spruik, you know, you're not yes. allowed to spruik in a retail, retail setting and I love spruiking. Yep. Um, so yeah, so my passion naturally is, is sales. Yes. Um, then as I said, it'll make a long, try and make a long story short. Um, it'll take long, made so I keep a, interrupting you. Yeah, made, made <laughs> the transition into, well, move into Yamba now five, probably about five or six years ago. And what prompted that? Um, lifestyle. And yeah, I was, uh, grew up, I grew up in Johannesburg. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm a city boy, naturally. And yeah, we were just over the, the rat race, if you want to call it that. And yep. we used to come down here, you know, every Easter and every Christmas because we have, my, my wife has, um, or partner has family in the area and has had yep. uh, family in the area for the last 28 years. Okay. She grew up in, in Maxwell, um, Scott's Head, yep. that area. So, you know, we knew of the area. Yeah. Um, and then certain, you know, things happen in business and, and we just decided, you know, let, let's make a step, let's make a move. Let's so when you moved to Yamba, change. How, how, how long ago was that? Probably about five to six years okay. ago. So, and it was very easy because I was running, um, I was wholesaling the Bondi Blue Eyewear into a lot of stockers yeah. up and down the coast. And, you know, obviously on the road, all the way up to Sydney and, and you know, all the way up to Sunshine Coast and beyond. Central, then, isn't it? it was central. So yeah. it was a... As a business, you know, business move, it was, it made sense. Yeah. As well as a family move and, and, and lifestyle. So, so yeah, that's, that's why, you know, I'm sitting here today. I, you know, I could, I could sit here for, for numerous hours and tell you my whole, my whole business life cycle <laughs> and, you know, where I've been and, and, and what I've done. But that's, that's the long and short of it. Nice. And, and what, what about business do you enjoy? Like the whole, the, the, the running of a business as opposed to, you know, just having a brand. The challenge. Yeah. The challenge, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not saying I've, probably over the, since 2002, yes. I mean, I have, I have gone into, I, I came out of public practice, so um, I thought I'd give corporate finance a go. Yeah. So I worked in corporate finance, high up in corporate finance. Um, didn't like it. Um, then thought I'd go back to public practice and didn't like it. Yes. It was never a challenge and it, it really upset me and because you, you, especially in public practice, you're seeing these, and you're doing these guys' books and you, you're seeing, you know, looking at their, their numbers and you're advising to make decisions. Um, and 
I had the itch. I just needed to get back out into business again. Yeah. Um, you know, as you know, every day is a challenge. It's never boring. Mm-hmm. This week's not gonna not gonna be the same as business. That's so the, true. The, the yeah. previous week. Yep. So yeah, I'm not a nine to five. Yeah. person I, I never have been a nine to five person and, yeah. and at the end of the day you know you can write your own check yes you know you, you can grow the business at your pace if you want to put in 40 hours a week yeah you're going to be paid in your business for doing 40 hours a week yeah or you can do 80 hours a week and people you know listening would think 80 hours a week and I'm like, yes 80 hours a week and if you put in those 80 hours a week mm-hmm. you will be rewarded for it yes so yeah, that, that's what that's what attracts me to to business and keeps me going every every day. So. It's it's because it's not. I think being in business is not for everyone. You know, some people oh, definitely have the thought of having their own business, but it's more about the mechanics of selling as opposed to just you know the overall of, of finding a brand, seeding a brand, sprouting it, watching it flourish, and yep. then moving on from it. Yep. You know, it's a lot of people I know, you know, being in business to them, they've, they've really just essentially bought themselves a job as opposed yes. to something that they're growing 100% to get rid of. Yes, 100%. Um, and, you, and you talk about brand, you know, I've, you know, Adventure Roofing is, is it's still a brand, even though it's a service business. But, yeah. you know, eyewear is definitely a brand-based business. And Bondi Blue, we are the biggest middle market eyewear brand in Africa. Yeah. You know, but bringing that brand over here and i've had had the brand for a number of years here in australia it's not easy yeah you know creating a brand and and getting brand awareness takes takes hard work yes and i'm not even nearly there yet yeah you know i i even scratched the surface so but you just got to continue doing doing it and yeah i think you know as you said business is business is not for everyone Mm. you know you, I think the most important thing in business is persistence. Yes, and, and never giving up. Uh, um, the check is not going to always be there at the end of the week. That's true. Or at the end of the month. Yep. And you know, it's not like we're working. We're working for somebody else. Sometimes so. you know, and, and we, you know, I've had this chat with a few people, and they've, they've said, um, who have been in business before, and. It's been that uncertainty that's driven them back to a regular paycheck. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. But I kind of like the randomness. So do I. That's why um, I say the thing about challenge. I, I, I accept the stress. Yep. <laughs> and I accept that I'm also playing the long game. Yep. Um, so, yep. yeah. And you're but, building an asset for yourself. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're growing your business. You, you're increasing your you know, net profit line. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you do want to, you know, and you're over it and you do want to go and, you know, pour a coffee down the street and have a break for a while, you can you can sell something. You yeah. can sell your business and you can sell an asset um, where, you know, you, I, mean, I couldn't do it. You know, a nine to five job, you are growing somebody else's business and you're not creating your Yes, you know, getting getting your own asset at the end of the day. Yep. So, so yeah, it's it, it's it's a unique human being. Um, it's not for everyone. You know, I get really upset with this this entrepreneur entrepreneurial word. You know, it's it's become the the trendy thing to do for youngsters to yes get in business and 
and, and make a fortune. There's, there's lots of, there's lots of um, um, CEOs on Instagram, I've noticed. Yeah, lots of founders and CEOs on Instagram. Yes. Um, yep. for, for businesses, and I'm sure that they're doing okay. But yeah, it does seem to be quite trendy. It's a, yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's quite upsetting. I mean, it's because you know it's going to lead to, and that's just not you, the, of... the old dog getting upset with these young millennials coming through. No, no, no. I mean, uh, uh, if someone wants to open up a business, you know, good on him. Mm. Okay, but. What social media does is, is puts us, put, puts business and entrepreneurs on this pedestal, yeah. um, and and shows others that might not be in business that it's easy. You know, they're showing all the things that you know, pictures of Ferraris and well, the Ferraris that they might hire for the day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> going to the bank and drawing a thousand dollars out of their bank account, and that's all they've got, and throwing throwing on yeah. the bed and taking photos and. And saying, "Look at me! How much money I'm making." Yeah, you know that's it's all. That's not how it is. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's it's. I think it's leading to problems. Um, so how do they fix that? How does the the world fix that sort of stuff? Because I see, I I don't mind the concept of entrepreneurship. I love it. Yeah, because you know I, I like the thought that people think of themselves as accountable to themselves yep. um and if if i think if more people had that attitude that the buck stops with them and everything they do they're they're 100 accountable for yep i don't think that's a bad value to have definitely not definitely not and <laughs> but but that come on michael you know you, you these guys talking about making you know a million dollars in your first year of trading or you know becoming a millionaire within the Within the next five years, yep, it's unrealistic. Yep, you know, let's let's put some realistic goals yep. on on becoming an entrepreneur. You know, oh, if I make say fifty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in in my first year, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. So, do you think businesses money. need to go back to basics um, in terms of old school business plans, or or do you need to go halfway between? The original business plan, where you're looking at your costs, looking at profitability, looking at pro uh, projections. Yep, um, exactly right. Do you think we need to go back to a little market, bit of that? Market viability. Yep. You know, all those things that you and I, if we were even going to buy another business or get into another business, would naturally look at. Of course, yeah. Market, market saturation, yeah. whatever it may be. So, yes, definitely. All right. Um, and I think it starts at schools. I mean, I would love, you know, my, my end game in this whole thing, and you, you've started already is, um, and I've only touched on it, is to 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 hand out business advice at, at no value to, to young yep. wannabe entrepreneurs, yep. but give them real advice yep. and give them the hard, hard, hard truth on becoming a business owner and being self-employed. Yes. Right, so, but I think, you know, it starts at school, you know. It I, does. And, and, you know, you, you hear a lot that, you know, school prepares people for jobs as opposed to prepare, preparing people to be on their own and independent. Yep. Um, do you think that's fair? Do you think what needs to happen at school for that to change? 
there needs to be business courses. Yeah. You know, you're not just touching on a subject for, for a couple of weeks, but make it a core subject. Yes. You know, within their, the, the education system. You know, you, you, if you want to take business as a, as a subject or, or whatever it may be, there might be some schools that do that. I don't know. Because my, only, my, I think my only memory of school, I think we might have touched. When I'm thinking about at, at school back in the 1400s when I was at school. Yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. I was in about the 17. So okay, the 1700s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think that when you did business studies, it was more about big business, not small business. Yes. So. Again, it's it's uh, it's educating people about the corporate world mm-hmm. at a big business level, yep. not the micro businesses. Um, yes, hundred percent. It was same. Our school was the same. But I, I will say this, and I will give my school some credit that I think it was grade eleven. We had to start our own small business. Okay, so. We ran our small business, I think, for about nine months. Um, and then there was, at the end of it, an award for the best business. Yep. <clears throat> now they would just give everyone an award, but that's another subject for another day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that, that actually, that's probably where, where my, where, where it actually started for me, to be yeah. honest. Because I, 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 I asked the, you know, asked these questions about the education because I'm quite interested in, what we're doing as the grown-ups to prepare our children for um, the big world out there. You know, do we do we prepare them for jobs or do we give them the ability, if they want to go out on their own, to actually go out on their own? You know, I think, again, year 11, for me, um, I started to study economics. Mm-hmm. Completely yeah. changed my, the way I was thinking about stuff. And, you know, I had a weird mixture of, I was interested in maths and physics. That's my engineer brain. Yes. But for some reason, I wanted to learn about the economics side as well. And it didn't, there, w- there wasn't much crossover there at yes. all. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but just basic concepts of supply and demand um, and, the, uh, uh, and looking at the economy as at, the, at the macro level, at the national level, you know, it, that was something I had no idea as a child because you know, you're kind of shielded from that sort yep. of stuff. But you were interested in it. I was interested in it, yeah. 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 So, I th- yeah, I think it's you know, giving our, our kids, because I've got children, you have children, giving our, our kids more options yeah. at that level. You know, um, at the end of the day, and then... Obviously, when they come out of school and making their own educated decision on where they want to go in life. Yeah. Some, as I said, some people are going to be geared to going to work nine to five. Yep. And there's nothing that's going to change that. So, what do you think um, should happen after year twelve? Do you think the education thing should continue? Do you think people should be working earlier? Do you think that if people, what what do you think should happen? I don't know. I don't have the answer. <laughs> Because some people swear, you know, like my, my parents would, would they like the concept of university? Yes, I was of the same, um, of the same generation. I've had, you know, a, a few positions where I've um, run education colleges and have managed apprentices through group training organizations, yep. um, which has given me a, um, a whole lot of respect for um, vocational 
and trades. Yep. Um, but I'm thinking, hmm, is that really what I want for my boys, for example? Yeah. Like, do I want them to pursue that? Yep. Um, if it's just going to be to get a job after that? Yeah. Because I, I like the, I think I like the concept of my kids being able to just go and do what they want and have that choice of saying, you know yep. what, I don't like, I want to do something on my own. Yep. And give them the tools to better do that. Yes. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, uh, for us to give them guidance. Um, you know, I have an older son, he's 17. Mm-hmm. He's he's seen the trials and tribulations because he's a lot older. Yeah. He's seen the trials and tribulations of business here. You know, I asked him a question a year ago, and I, I gave him an option. When you get out of school, I'll set you up in business. Yeah. Categorically said no. Yeah. Okay, there's yeah. no way I would ever get in business be in business for myself. Yeah. Um, and he's not a, so it's, it's personality. He's not a driven kid because you have to be very, very driven. So he's got, he's off to the armed forces. Okay. So, and he's happy with that. He's happy yeah. to get a trade and, and that's the best option for him. Yep. So when I, but if I talk to my younger son, okay, and he's nine, so he hasn't seen so much of the trials and tribulations yeah. and I ask him what he wants to do, I want to take over daddy's businesses. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, that's that's the difference, and and just steering them in the right direction. Yeah. And But but yeah, it's a difficult one. I don't I don't know how we educate our kids about business and and. And yeah, I think the reason that. I'm so interested in business, and especially being in a small town, is you know I'm a firm believer that small business is what gives a town stability and and grows a town. Hundred percent. It keeps um, Australia going. I mean, without small business, yeah, Mark, I think this you know country will be a lot of a lot of trouble. But I just don't think we're prep, we're prepping our kids for that. Yep, and that's the little challenge in my head. So you mm-hmm. know, for example, let's take Yamba. It's a great little town, um, and you know, there, there's some existing housing development, but. I'm concerned that there's not employment options for people. Yep. Now, employment doesn't mean they have to have a job. It could just mean that they're earning enough money to live in the town. Exactly. Yep. That's yeah, yeah. and um, so a, around growing um, the population in the town, you've got to um, also grow the financial viability options for people living in that town. Exactly. Yep. As well as the healthcare and the education yep. Yep. and the yep. and the transportation and and all that sort of stuff that goes with that. Um, and I don't see a society that we're often doing that terribly well to get our kids ready to think about, hmm, how are you gonna earn some money? How could you yes. make some money? Yep. If there's no jobs, how could you still make some money? Yeah, exactly, yep. Uh, because we're losing our kids here locally. You know, anyway, well, it happens any, in every town. You know, yeah. every, every small country town, we lose our kids. Yeah. You know, um, as soon as they and turn I, 18. It's good that they go and explore. Yep. But if we had options for them to actually be financially viable, mm-hmm. yep. um, I think a few more would stay. They would, they would. Um, but not if we can help these entrepreneurs. I don't like using that word. Um, <laughs> uh, if we're helping kids want to become self-employed, yeah, you know, I think we should. You yeah. know, um, I think it's crucial that we do. Um, but the long and short of it, it's not easy. Yeah, right, basically. So. But it's got to start at, at, at the ground, at grassroots level. I agree. At the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. So if you could think about the concept of running a business in 
what I've defined as a sea change town. So mm. there's a town that is subject to um, exaggerated peaks and troughs based on the seasons. Yes. Um, that has um, its own challenge in terms of other support for businesses. Like, you know, there's no, uh, th- th- there's only a minimal light industrial area. Yep. Um, there's no big, big employers in town. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the sea change town, what are some aspects of business that you need to be particularly mindful of? Well, obviously you've just said it, those, those peaks and troughs. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But then you, but then you need to start thinking outside the square. Yeah. You know, how, how during those, you know, those downtimes, am I going to create an extra income with, with, within my business? Yes. Okay. So I have it in the roofing services business. Yep. I have it in the, in the RW business. Mm-hmm. Okay. We sell a lot less, less sunglasses during, during winter. Yep. But we sell a lot less sunglasses during, during winter in Australia. Yeah. Okay. So during the winter period, you now start targeting our European customer base online. Okay. Because they're now in summer, for yep. example. Yeah. Okay. So you, you, you pull your marketing dollar away from, from Australia as such. Yes. Well, you don't pull it completely away and you, and you start spending it, you know, targeting, you know, Europe and, and those countries that might be experiencing or will be experiencing the summer. Um, in the roofing services business, um, when it's slow, you know, look at doing other things like, you know, for example, cleaning out gutters yep. or, or whatever it be. Just don't stick to your core business. Yep. Um, you know, because I see businesses in town who I think do struggle when it gets quiet. You they know, do. we have a specific strategy when we get quiet, so that mm-hmm. you know we we can almost go into a little bit of dormant mode, but we also yep. up our servicing. Yep. So we got other profit centers we tap into yes. to take advantage of yep. that. You know, we're, yep. we're, um, but some businesses I think either don't think laterally enough, yes, or don't have the products that um, lets them do that. Yeah, I mean, um, a prime example of someone actually doing it right would be Irons and Craig. Yeah, um, and I walked in there the other day and they had T-shirts for sale on an iPad. Yeah, you know that's. That's great because during their, their, their down season, they're selling T-shirts somewhere. Yeah. Right? Um, but they're a coffee shop in, 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 Yamba. in Yamba. Yeah. So it's, it's created another income stream. A coffee shop is now selling T-shirts. Yeah. So I just think you need to, as you said, think laterally. Mm. Think outside the square. Yeah. Um, they, you know, look at, I don't know, say if you're in the coffee industry, you know, Patero obviously do it. You know, yep. they couldn't survive just having a coffee shop, so they've now doing wholesale coffee. Yeah. You know, they so now they're busy all year round. Yeah. You know, they didn't they well, Terry didn't start with that roastery in McLean and and that setup. They they started with a coffee small coffee shop. Yep. You know, and that and they grew their business. So yep. all all credit to them. Yeah. So yeah, just just think laterally. Mm. Um and Online and this this new internet thing, it's only new, okay. Opens opens our businesses up to trade. Yep. Nationally, internationally. Yes. Um, and businesses, I don't. I, business getting into business now is easier getting into business than fifteen years ago. Yep. So, if you're not going to do well in business now. 
business shouldn't be for you. Yeah. I think we're in a very, very exciting time. You know, um, Facebook and all those sort of things that are just creating all this um, exposure um, for, for businesses locally and, and, and all around Australia. Yeah. And if you're running your business now the same way as you ran your business in the 90s, right, you're give it another two years and you're going to have to shut your doors. Yeah. You need to adapt. Well, we see that with the, in the retail sector yep. so much so with, yep. you know, you clothing, clothing brands struggling big time with, with online stores creeping up. Yep. You need to adapt or die. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, I, I was in the wholesale game a lot with the, with the, with the sunglasses and yep. I used to see it a lot at, at retailers. Oh, you know, this e-commerce and blah, 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 it's just killing us and, and you turn around to a shop owner and say, well, have you got an e-commerce store yourself? Yep. Oh, no. No, no, I don't. You know, you'd have to sort of nod and smile and walk out the door and then, yep. you know, why haven't why haven't you got an e-commerce store? All right. So you know? let me just defend myself here because yep. I'm working on it, all right? Okay. Get there, Michael. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it, it's – and that comes down to another problem that small business owners have. You know, once from the outside in mm-hmm. – before you start business, especially in the retail world, you'll look at an opening hour and think the business is open from nine in the morning till five at night, nine yep. to five. I've got a nine to five business. Yep. But often the work extends beyond that by a long shot. Yes, <laughs> very much so, yeah. And I know, you know, even in my shop here, uh, you know, a lot of my planning and even my stock management happens when the shop shuts and yeah, you do end up doing 12 hour, 14 hour days quite regularly um, because you need to do it to get that, to get that little edge. Um, Of course you do. Yep. But I think some people who, who start out in business don't get that or don't see that. Yes, they they don't see the the hidden toss. Yeah. They see the business just as the job, just as the, stand at the counter, sell your stuff yep. without understanding all of the extra stuff that needs to go on behind it, yep. such as sourcing fresh product, the way you're going to market it, market segmentation, yep. um, and all that sort of stuff. Even so much so as, of, you know, your bookkeeping. Yeah. You know, um, you know all, you've got all these different segments within the business that need to be run correctly. Yes. And need to be functioning correctly to make a business work mm-hmm. and b- become profitable and you know if you if you you're lacking on your bookkeeping you know you're gonna you're gonna struggle because you know and i've been there you know? yeah. um, you're gonna struggle because you're gonna got taxes and all the rest of it it's gonna just snowball um if you you're focusing on sales right then you're not focusing on marketing yes you know there needs to be all this balance going on with, with within the business it's not a just as you said it's not to just walk into you know, your, your bike shop, open the doors at 9.30, whatever time I'd be in, close the doors at 5 and go home and, if and only watch it was Netflix. That if only it was that yep. simple. Yep. Um, it's funny because I actually cancelled my Netflix account about six months ago thinking, I ain't got the time to watch this. Who does? <laughs> When's this going to work? Um, yep. So which aspects of running a business don't you like so much? That's a difficult one. Um, Because for me, it's easy. I I just hate doing book work full stop. That, yes, 100%. (laughs) 100%. Um, 
there's not enough support for small business here in Australia. Okay, I've had, I've had a, you know, I'll be straightforward, we, we haven't had the best year yep. last, last year, um, mainly due to bad debt. Yep. Now, there's, there's not, there's nowhere for a business that has got bad debt to go and get, say, free advice or even free legal advice. Mm. Um, it's just legal fees, yeah. you know, and legal fees and legal fees and legal fees. Is it different in South so, Africa? <sighs> I'm pretty sure the UK is about the same. Like, I don't, it's, it's not as bad. Yeah. Um, but, but saying that, then, you know, we obviously spend a lot of money now on, on contracts, you know, making, yeah. especially in advanced roofing, you know, making sure, sure our contracts are tight. Yep. Um, linking with a credit control company, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't have, have before. So yeah, yeah things things like, like that are difficult. Yeah. Um, and managing cash flow. Yeah. Right. Especially you know we we I don't have you know any any business loans or or, or yep. anything like that. Um, making sure you have cash flow for the next two months. Mm. You know, um, Especially in, in in the roofing game, you know, it could rain for the next month, yep. um, and there goes there goes cash flow. Yep. So, or we could have fires for the last fires. Month. Exactly right. Yep. And there goes cash flow again. So, yeah, yep, cash uh, cash cash is king, and I will say this in mm. business: if you do not have cash flow in a business, yep, you are dead in the water. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, I've got a, had a lot of friends look at buying businesses and. Say business that they're going to buy a business with a hundred thousand, and I've always said if you haven't got another hundred thousand dollars in the bank, mm. or, or even minimum, say fifty thousand dollars in the bank, don't yeah. even look at it. Yeah, you know, don't even go there. Oh, but the, the business is going to generate income and blah blah blah. No, you need cash or you need working capital. Yeah, um, or else, you know, you're going to be in a situation where you're always chasing your tail. Yep. Um, and, I, and I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. No. Nope. So understand. And I, I remember going to business really quite undercapitalized. The business we had, that, a business that we had that folded. Um, yeah. It's not a fun time, you know. When, when you, you when you're financially stressed, it it's takes hard. all the joy out. Yep, it does. And then you start doing sales for the sake of doing sales instead yep. of for the sake of helping your customer. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And the business become becomes a nine to five job. Yep. And that. And that's and I've been there many times, and that's that's when it, it, it's not fun. Yes, no, so. I fully agree, fully agree. So, what do you do when you're not doing a business thing? Like, what do you do for fun? Fun. Yeah, what do you do for fun? What do you do to to give yourself your brain enough downtime to refresh, other than sleep? <laughs> Up until only a month ago, Michael. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. It was work, work, work. Business, business, business. Um, I I have offices in Neptune Place, yep. which is opposite TLE, and we have that great Sue's twenty four hour gym. Yep. So I finally joined that. Well done. Right. I have been, you know, in and out of gym my whole life. So that is where I'm finding my downtime at the moment. Cool. And it's coming at you know, it's coming at a good time. So yep. um, I don't have enough time to I, I love golf. Yeah, but I did not have enough time to go and do a round of 
of nine or 18 holes yeah. and spend a whole day on a golf course. Yeah. So, oh, I'd love to, but it seems yeah. very extravagant in yeah. terms of time yeah. to take six hours out. Exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't have that time, <laughs> yeah. um, even though I do love the game of golf. Yeah. Um, so maybe also, that's also my, one of my, my so, goals. So do you have any other non-work goals other than golf? Or the ability to go and play golf when you want? No, not yet. Okay. No, no. Um, I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. You know, even even golf on a Sunday. You know. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm at the moment. It's funny because you know I used to go mountain biking every every Sunday, and we you know we did it for almost two years. Mm -hmm. We used to take people out there, and and, um, and that kind of fell apart and fell away. And time has been the big thing with that. Is it's yeah. Yep. It for me, it almost seems so self-indulgent to take six hours out when I could be doing something in my business. And I know it's the wrong brain yes. to have, yep. um, but I'm a, I'm a bit yep. focused right now. <laughs> yep, and you know, us, I, we all do it, and you know, it's it's getting that balance right. Yeah, I definitely do not have any work-life balance. Yeah. Um, recently, I've had a health scare. Yep, and that, those sort of things sort of open your eyes yes. a bit. Yes. Um, and I'm, yeah, I think I need to have a bit more good work-life balance. Good, but we we all get sucked in. We have to, yeah. You know, and because if we don't, no one else is going to do it for us. Well, that's the thing about small business. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, when cash is tight, yeah. You know, we we can't get someone in just to clean the shop. Yep. You know, for example. Yep. Um, we got to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we got to do everything. We're the, we're the cleaner. Absolutely. Yep. And we're the CEO, if you want to call us that. <laughs> yeah, a business that we did have in the past, I had nine toilets. Um, oh. And I remember thinking, um, and this was a, a fitness center. Yes. Yeah. And um, I remember having my little pink rubber gloves on, going around scrubbing these toilets. And at the time, I was chairman of Fitness Australia as well. <laughs> there we go. So yeah. I had a board meeting the next day in Sydney about this, this day. I'm the toilet cleaner yes. and I'm there scrubbing these toilets away yep. going, yep, all aspects of the business. <laughs> exactly it's, right. It's, yep. it's all in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it hits home. It yeah. hits home, definitely. Um, if you could share three tips for someone who's thinking about starting their own business, what would your best three tips be? Starting their own business. Starting. They've thought about the product yep. already. Okay. They've thought about the service. Yep. Make sure you've done your homework on the product or service mm -hmm. that you, you're going to supply yep. to the consumer. Look at your market segment. Look yep. how big your market segment is in your local area. Yes. Then broaden that, that you know, that's your, that scope. Um, get a mentor, mm -hmm. talk to someone and not someone, but talk to a lot of people that are in business Yep. and get their advice Yep. and try and attach yourself to someone on a regular basis yep. before you take that step into business. Um, Only and thirdly, just take the jump Yep. and just do it. Yep. And never give up. See, I've, I've had two people that, have that we've had on this podcast um, who have 
within seven days of the thought of, huh, I think I'm going to open a business, have just gone and done it. That's it. That's the biggest. Whereas I've known some people who spend four months designing their business cards and they haven't sold anything yet. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Just take the step. Take the step. But yeah. make sure you, you know, you're taking the right step into an industry that is going to, you know, you, you don't want to be selling typewriters. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, so you've got to make sure that, the, that what you're going to get into is going to be viable and sustainable. Yeah. Not, not ne next month, not next year, yeah. but in five years' time or 10 years' time. So that's why I said just make sure you get into the right industry. Yeah. And as you said, the hardest thing to do is then to take the, take the jump and do it and then never give up. Oh, very good. So, so what have you got coming up? What's new going to be new for you? Is there any stuff you can share with us? Or is everything top secret in your world? Not so top secret if you know, Michael. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, exciting. So um, Bondi Blue sunglasses and yep. eyewear. So we're not only, you know, we, we do optical frames. Um, we, we do a lot of things with them. I do like your reading glasses, by the way. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, um, yep. I have a few that I use quite regularly and very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, we do the readers and then yep. we've got optical frames. Um, so exciting, we've got, you know, I've got a large space in the Yam Industrial Estate. Yep. So what we've decided to do is, and you know, it's, it's been a long, long time coming. This is not just a, just an idea that's, you know, come, come about over the last, you know, couple of months. Um, it was always in the, in the planning yep. stage. So that you can call it really, really the last chess move for the, for the year. Yeah. Is we are just about to open up a factory outlet. Oh, exciting. Sunglass outlet. Nice. With a juice bar. Yep. Coffee shop. Okay. We're just going through the process of getting approvals. I don't yep. think it's going to be ready for Christmas, but definitely ready after that. How exciting. Um, and yeah, that's going to be run out of 11, five Neptune Place, Yamber. Just okay. Directly Good opposite spot. Neptune, There's nothing at that end. Place. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's oh, it's a factory outlet, so it's yep. going to be a true factory outlet. Yep. Stock is going to be discounted. Um, we, you know, we, as I said, we are the middle, the the biggest middle market eyewear brand in Africa. Yeah. So our range is absolutely enormous. Yeah. If you if you cannot find a pair of sunglasses that suit you within that store, there's there's something wrong. <laughs> so um, if people want to find out about that brand, where's the mm -hmm. best place for them to go to? At the probably head over. So I'm actually redoing. You're talk, talking about e-commerce. I'm redoing yep. doing the website at the moment. Still running. Um, probably the best thing to do is to hit up Bondi Blue Oz. Yep. So it's Bondi Blue underscore Australia. There yep. is the Bondi Blue um, account that runs out of runs out of our headquarters in South Africa. Yes. Um, but yeah, just hit up Bondi Blue Oz. Um, there'll be more more details on there. Cool. I'll put a link um, in, that in the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. appreciate it. So, so yeah, exciting. It's it, it's good. So we have, you know, we we had a. <clears throat> if you if this gets out to somebody that has seen us, we we did run a, a concept kiosk in in Grafton Shopping World yep. for a while um, with the Bondi Blue brand. We were going to put in a full walkthrough kiosk outside City Beach, yes. um, but for various reasons, that didn't happen. Um, so as I said, this is a long 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 time coming. Nice um, and. Yeah, we don't have anything like it 
like it in the area. Oh, so, it's going to be great. I'm yep. looking forward to seeing that. Yep. Um, and we'll definitely be spreading the word when that comes Thanks, about. Um, and the other business you've got is with advanced roofing. How can people find out more about that or get hold of you for that? Yep. Just head over to www.advancedroofing.com.au. Um, all of our work we do, any, anything, all our quotes are obligation free. Yep. So just fill out the contact form that just comes directly to, to us um, and we can, we can just give you a call and, and, and sort you out. So. Very good. One last question. If you had to start a brand new business from scratch for whatever reason, mm-hmm. would you pick a new, what, would you, what field would you be in? Brand new business. Yeah. So let's just say the businesses you've got are ticking over nicely. Mm-hmm. You move to a new town for whatever yep. reason, and you think, hmm, I'm right here. What can I do from here? What business would you, is there a particular business you think, well, I'd really like to be in that sphere? Hmm, um, that's a difficult one. There is a lot of, believe it or not, Michael, there's a lot of business opportunity here locally. Yeah. Right, um, the lack of cash flow is only stopping you from, from opening up certain businesses. But yeah. locally, for example, the guy, oh, the guy that opens up a drive-through full drive-through car wash and car boat washing yep. business here, automated plus your own person, you know, um, put, you know, staff that might clean your vehicle or boat. Yep. Yep. With a, say, coffee shop attached to it, he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, so that would probably be a business that I'd open here locally. Yeah. Locally. Yeah. Because it would employ, employ staff, etc. So yeah, that, that's, prob- that's, that's probably what I would do. I think it, it, you know, part of the, the, the brain of um, the self-employed person sometimes, some people are happy with the one job in their one business. Others are always looking for opportunities. And you strike me as the sort of person who's always looking for opportunities. Always, they? Michael. Always going, hmm, always. I, I could do something right there. Yeah, I've got to pull <laughs> myself back a lot. Yeah. You know, um, because, you know, yeah, if I, if I didn't, I'd have had, my finger in so many pies, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So, but the wife sorts that one out yeah. for me. Well, so, you need a rudder at times, don't yeah. you? You do need a rudder. Yeah. I do understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, Grant, thank you so much today for taking the time to have a chat with us. It's been quite fascinating finding out a little bit about your backstory That's great. And, and what you're doing and, and part of your philosophy behind business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Michael here from the Sea Change Business Podcast. I've been chatting with Grant Warden. Um, any questions, comments, or feedback, please leave it in the show notes. Um, and I look forward to talking to you guys the next time. Bye Thanks for now. Everyone.